All right. Uh, welcome uh, to another little recap of uh, of coming off the bench. We're going to recap week, what is it, week nine? Ten. Week ten. Good. No, we went eight weeks left of the regular season. Uh, don't say that. Brandon is joining us via his van. Yeah? Yep. Me and my van. Sweet. Awesome. So we're going to change it up a little bit this time. Um, we were doing a, a quick recap, like two-minute recap of each game, whatnot, which was which was fun. But in the same respect, I feel like we talked about games that we quite honestly just didn't care about. And we'd rather slow it up a little bit, talk about um, so we talk about things that we're actually more interested in. Um, more so. So yeah. what we're going to do is do a recap, but also, but but really just do our top three takeaways. Each of us have three takeaways from this weekend, um, and uh, that's what we'll do. We'll give that a shot, um, and hopefully that frees up us, it frees us up to have a little bit more conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So you got your three takeaways right there. I do. All right. Why don't we go back and forth? Um, or yeah, let's just go back and forth. Yeah. You give us a, give us your first takeaway. All right. All right, so my first takeaway is the Bears. They, I think they found themselves a quarterback. Uh, Justin Fields is, is very good. He's an athletic dude. They're finally using him in the way that he needs to be used, and he can just be himself. I feel I felt like they were really trying to hone into uh, him being a different quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, But I feel like the last, what, maybe two weeks, whenever he's actually been able to – let him be him. Let him do what he can do and not keep him in a box. Like, he's been – I understand they have not won either one of those games. They've <laughs> lost to the Dolphins, and they've also just lost to the Lions. But they put up 30 points in, in each game. Their defense can't stop anything either. So it's not just him for losing. Like, I understand he threw pick six. He did un, He did do that. But, man, like, I feel like the Bears have found, they found their quarterback. Man. So I've been processing this. I was going to talk about this, actually. Uh, it's not one of my takeaways because I just decided not to talk about it. But sure. I am so lost um, on this thing. So, again, I'm looking at Justin Fields. and So I just brought up those numbers here. And it's really not just the past two weeks, but the past three weeks. Um, they had week eight against Dallas. They lost by 20, so it didn't look that great. But he had, um, you know, he had... 60 yards rushing, which is, you know, and a touchdown, which is good for a quarterback. Um, 151 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 73% completion percentage. Um, But again, and they put up 29 points, so almost 30 points. Um, And then obviously put up 32 points last week, 30 points this week. What I don't get this, because I heard somebody say, I've heard everything from the, the Bears have found their quarterback to... Justin Fields potentially deserves to be in an MVP conversation. Nonsense. No. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you don't agree yeah. with that. Clearly, I think we could put that to rest. But I even even the fact of you know suddenly Justin Fields being this big deal, I don't understand it quite yet. Because if you look at him, he's impressive as far as like when you watch it. I, I even looked up highlights of him. Like, what is everybody talking about? There's no doubt that he's impressive when he gets pressure on him. He's in the pocket, getting out of the pocket, getting out of those those crazy scenarios. Like no doubt, um, is he that guy? But he's a quarterback, and so yeah. When we talk about like the the the, 
the Chicago Bears have found their quarterback. I don't know that I see it. Like, yeah, you're right. They lost all three of those games last. They've lost six of their last seven games. Um, And he has yet to complete 20 passes in one game this year. Um, His only pass for over 200 yards one time this year. And he got only to 208. That's his season high. Um, And so he's throwing, you know, obviously had the big pick six um, that that blew the game. Although the game was probably already lost before that. But I think that that definitely sealed the deal. I just don't like, I haven't seen, and maybe this is game plan stuff. Um, I'm rambling a little bit. All I'm trying to say is I don't see it yet. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I wish I did, but especially him I, yeah, as a quarterback. I think, I think for him, I think right now, he gives me a Lamar Jackson vibe. Like, Lamar can't really throw that. He, I mean, he does. Okay, he throws better. He, threw, he can throw better than, I think, but I like athletic wise, I don't think there's two quarterbacks better than those two. Right. I, so I think they got to play around his, they're finally doing like the whole Baltimore race. I think if you put Lamar Jackson into another team that's playing, that's not his style. I don't think he's going to do very good just because of it. I mean, his athleticism will save him like Justin Fields will. But I think with these last two games where you've seen them or three that they've turned him into that kind of quarterback, I think it's going to, I think that's just how they have to play him. Yeah. Like you can't, he's not a plug and play guy. Like Justin Fields, we already saw, like they already tried to plug him in with that, with that formation that they have or the offense that they have. And they could not do jack squat. Now they're making him the center of the offense. Same like the Ravens. They're making him the center of the offense. Let him, do the read options. I didn't do those things. I think they, they just need time, but I think he is that guy. If they can center him, not him going into an offense and centering that. That's yeah. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that again, I want to be wrong. I want to believe in Justin Fields. It's the quarterback play. I mean, even Lamar Jackson, I just brought up his stats as well. Like he has a couple games, one, two, three, four, five, five games this year, over 200 yards, one game over 300, four touchdown game, you know, doing them both. But the other thing I'm looking at is yards per attempt. You know, he's had, you know, as far as his yards per attempt, it's all, all up in like the seven range, six, seven range. And then if you look at Justin Fields, his yards per attempt, every game is like four, six, or I guess he's a little bit lower, um, bottom line. So Again, the complete show he's attempting shorter passes but not completing them. You're right that Labar Jackson isn't completing a whole lot of passes, but he's also taking more shots. And so, I don't know. Um, Lamar Jackson's also winning football games. Justin Fields that is isn't. True. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it yet. Um, it's tough for me to see it. Um, but we'll see. Yep. All right. Uh, so, my first one, I'm going to go um, talk about this. Jeff Saturday. I mean, <laughs> why don't we just talk about it? It'll be my first one. So how how entertaining was it to to watch what happened with Jeff Saturday? So so before we even get to what actually happened this past weekend, let's talk about what happened beforehand. So Jeff Saturday, yeah. obviously they the, the Colts fire Frank Reich. Um, bring in Jeff Saturday, who was what was he not an assistant? What was he? An advisor? Mm-hmm. He's a consultant. Consultant. Okay. So pretty much. Yep. What that equals, I looked that up. Um, Not that 
it really means anything much. But what that means is that he had a weekly Zoom call with the Colts to give them his opinions and thoughts. That's all that was. Um, he would give him. He would not at the facility. He was not oh, with the team or anything like that. All he was was on Zoom giving his opinions. Um, so I wanted to. I, I think there's a couple different interesting parts to this, um, and so I'm going to try and keep it quick. But I do have a sound from Bill Cower. I don't know if you've heard this sound by Bill Cower. Um, what he had to say when he heard about the hiring of Jeff Saturday. So I wanted to play it because I think it's fascinating, and I think it kind of. Uh, I'll say afterwards, let's just play the sound. Let's listen to what Jeff Saturday had to say about, um, about Jeff Saturday or what Bill Cower had to say about Jeff Saturday's hiring. Um, and then I'll, I'll give you my thoughts afterwards. I know for a fact that Jeff Saturday was offered an opportunity to become a hit an assistant coach with the Indianapolis Colts multiple times in the last four years. He declined, citing that he had a TV job and wanted to spend more time with his family. Mm -hmm. I get it. That's fair. I get it. Coaching is about commitment and it's about sacrifice. It's not just a job. It's a lifestyle. That being said, Jeff Saturday has taken a position this year as a consultant for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. And he's talked to them weekly from his home in Atlanta. Wow. Now to find out on Monday, in that short period of time, he's now the head coach of the new Indianapolis Colts, overseeing a staff that he chose not to not to choose, not to join, because of a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Jeff Sari talked about in his first press conference the fact that he's going to use his second half as an opportunity oh. to build his resume, to see whether or not he can coach in the future. Mm. I say to that, what about the assistants on the staff right now, the guys that were there in training camp, the guys that were there early in the morning and late at night? The guys have gone through the first six weeks in that building. Guys like Gus Bradley, Scotty Montgomery, uh, John Fox. Don't they deserve the opportunity for an owner to hire a coach who's never been an assistant at the college level or the pro level and overseeing a very much a lot of candidates that are qualified for that job, as we see in Steve Wilkes, an opportunity to build a resume. It's a disgrace to the coaching profession. Mm. And regardless of how this thing plays out, what happened in Indianapolis is a travesty. Mm. You know, well said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, just to say the least, he was very upset. Um, so my big takeaway, two, two different things. Uh, before we get to Jeff Saturday and what he actually did, what I have to say about Bill Cower is how the turntables have turned. Um, yep. And so... I heard uh, it was a, it was a guy who who works in the media, unknown guy. We don't know who he is, but he's been working years and years in reporting and trying to get on national television as being one of these broadcasters and stuff like that. He shared his side of the story and being a guy who works and dedicates his whole life to try and be on TV. Yet Bill Cower comes after never having any broadcast experience, never having any experience at all with with anything on TV. All he did was coach uh, and play in the NFL. Um, and then suddenly he gets the top job, you know, essentially the top job in CBS and or Fox or wherever anybody can be a broadcaster. He gets the top job just handed right to him. All the support yep. in the world around him, working in New York, he has it all made. He's never earned that in that profession. And so this guy was just pretty much saying how hypocritical of Bill Cower. And so what I see is, is you know, Bill Cower and Joe Thomas and these guys getting upset about, Jeff Sauer to getting, you know, um, these jobs, Jeff Sauer getting this job just handed to him. 
Well, the, the media, this new media, what do they call it? The new media with Draymond Green and Richard Sherman, right? Is that what we're calling it now? Yep. Sure. Yeah, JJ, JJ Redick and all these players that have no broadcast experience, but yet now all these, you know, look at, look at Amazon Prime. Their whole setup is Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, um, you got Richard Sherman, you got Tony Gonzalez, all these ex-players on, on the, you know, the panel. Um, because yeah, that's what never done it want. before. Yeah. And they're yeah, getting these exactly. jobs and they're kicking these people out. Well, now it's not okay for somebody else to do it to them. And so I just find that fascinating. I find it, um, I, I, uh, how do I say this? Uh, I kind of hope it, <laughs> I, I kind of hope it, uh, it, it, it continues because I think it's, I think it's always fun to see. I don't know if it's fun. Is that the right word? I, I think and maybe this is wrong of me. I find a little bit of joy um, in the hypocrisy that gets pointed out. And I'm, I, I like Bill Cowher. I respect him. I do. But the bottom line is that exactly what happened to him is happening to Jeff Saturday. And yep. it's kind of fun to see the reaction when people aren't okay with other people getting what they got. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I find a little bit of joy out of that. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, that is funny. Yeah. And so as far as successful, uh, was Jeff Saturday successful? You know, obviously, you know, not coaching and, and whatnot. What, what were your thoughts? Like, so I don't want to trump. Was this one of your three, by the way? Uh, it was not. Okay. So, yeah, it, this was like, well, when I heard it came up, uh, at first, like, I thought this was a joke whenever I, because, I mean, he was, like you said, he was nowhere in the building. Anywhere. He was on TV. Yep. And all of a sudden he becomes on the head coach. But then, like, when you sit down and think about it, like, you need somebody that's been there before. I mean, they're, they, they were literally going nowhere. This mm-hmm. team has been a trage- tragedy completely. Like, people, like, they were supposed to be really good. I thought they were going to be really good. Like, I thought they were going to make the playoffs handily. At the, I mean, they had a great team. Well, they just completely fell off wherever they went, and they needed something to kick, get a kick in the pants or whatever. And I think at that moment, like, people you have in your locker room, like, I understand their assistance and whatnot, but, like, you need a spunk. You need, you need a spark. And I think Jeff Saturday could be that spark. I mean, what could go wrong? You keep losing? You're right. not gonna, they weren't going to make the playoffs anyway. So see what you got in them. If you really wanted to come back, like, he's a beloved person in Indianapolis. Right. Absolutely. So, like, if it's not if it's not Peyton Manning, it's that guy. Right. Yeah. So I was like, go for it. It's great. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think that, you know, what's to lose and, and who cares what our opinion is, you know, like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that you and I talk about as far as trades that happen, all this stuff that looked really, really dumb um, on the surface, yet sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't, things like that. And so yeah. this is another one where we don't know whether they're right or wrong right now. We can give all the opinions in the world. But we don't know yet. And, but you're right in the sense of the one thing they do need is they need change. And so why not? completely flip the thing upside down and uh they clearly get a win my favorite part i have, I have a little bit of a bite here so i don't know if you saw uh uh Derek carr's press conference um <laughs> i just saw that he, i just heard that he was he was upset he was like um, he was frustrated or something and he was crying but i didn't hear anything so yes. yeah let me know so this this was this was his his one quote that i'll take out of it i'm just pissed off <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> so you get 
you're the you're the the Las Vegas Raiders. You're already you know not the worst team in football. I mean, you're a good football team. It's just you can't win these games. You know, devastating mm-hmm. year so far. You know, in shambles, all this stuff. Um, and then what? The perfect opportunity comes up. Why not play a struggling Colts team that literally just hired Jeff Saturday, who's never coached a game in his life? Like, yep. we surely will win this game, right? And they go in there. They're up. Weren't they up 17 points? I don't know. They probably were. They've been up 17 points. Yeah. Like almost every game in lost. So they were up. And then just to finish with. I'm just pissed off. Like <laughs> just what a stake in it. Like, ah, uh, it's just so, it's so funny. So unfortunate. I don't know. I'm enjoying this Jeff Saturday thing. That's the bottom line. I'm taking way too much time to talk about it. I love the Jeff Saturday <laughs> thing. I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. It's. I just hope he does not do well this week. That's it. You play him. The first home game in Indianapolis, like I feel like their their crowd's going to be pretty hyped. And you said that they have the Eagles this week. Defense. Yep. Yep. And so what's your defense. what's your so, prediction? What's your prediction on that? What's your prediction on ha- what happens? I think we're going to lose, and I think we're I think what's his name Johnson Taylor is going to get about a buck fifty on us. Ooh. So, at least. All right. What's your second takeaway from this week? Well, it is the Eagles. Um, How poorly we played. Um, Which, I mean, it's interesting. Like, not not that, like, I get looked bad, but how it felt was really bad, especially in the first half. Like, the first half, literally, they had 24, like, 24 minutes of possession. Yeah. And we had six of possession. I mean... But through all of that, like we were down going into halftime. Yeah. Now, like in all of this, it's all encouraging. There's some encouraging stuff through all of the negative, how I feel about it. Like we literally had three turnovers the whole season. We had four counting the stupid, like the fumble covered. Yeah. That one. Right. Uh, recovered for a touchdown. Um, but we had a total of four turnovers and we had three the whole, the whole season. So that's like, how we have been able to cream teams is be plus in the, in the turnover margin. Right. Um, but then they were just boneheaded plays. Boneheaded, like, turnovers. Mm-hmm. The one where Dallas Goddard got a face mask and right there, and the refs forgot to cut through. <laughs> they forgot they had a, a yellow flag in their pocket. Yeah. And they were just watching it just because. But anyway, I, I can keep going on that one. But uh, And he's but out. Then he fumbled he's out it now. there. I know. I was. He's out for I think at least four weeks. Yeah. I was a shoulder injury, which is terrible. Um, but like, but the main one main thing like Jalen Hurts said at, at his press conference, he said, "Hungry dogs, um, run faster." Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed a win, and they. I mean, we didn't need like need a win. I mean, you wanted to keep your undefeated season alive but still like let me looking at it we're eight and one the giants are seven and two right behind cowboys are six and three right behind mm-hmm. like it's it's division is close and we gotta we gotta keep keep winning and i i mean i feel good about the energy going into the next game but i feel like the colts energy is going to be a little too much and i feel like we're going to lose i think we're going to lose back-to-back games oh, but then we'll get back on track against the packers Oh, the Packers are getting it going though. Just beat Dallas. So, 
Yeah, we beat Dallas. Dude, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, but, so yeah, that's that's my takeaway. Uh, uh, Cooper Rush should, should be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me Cooper Rush's uh, record versus Dax. Yeah, it's probably better. I don't know. And two. Yeah, but yep, th- that doesn't. Yeah, but would you take? Do you think that Jeff Saturday should be the head coach of the Eagles over Nick Sirianni? Jeff Saturday? Yeah. No. <laughs> He's one to know his his winning percentage a thousand. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Very maybe good he point. should. Maybe he should. Maybe maybe Jeff Saturday is the best coach in the, the NFL. In the NFL. So far, statistically, you can't really prove me wrong. <laughs> You're right. So. <laughs> Man. Anyway, yeah, that's my uh, my takeaways from that game is that we again there was a lot of encouraging things in the loss. Like we we lost it ourselves. They did not beat us. Right. And that's always good because that means you, there's a lot of things that you can clean up. Yep. But it was it was hard to watch. I think it's always good to get whooped in the second or in the mid season. You know what I mean? Like especially when it's, you're starting off head you know undefeated stuff like that. You could use a good butt whooping. Yeah, it's a much-needed butt-whooping. Yep. Because, like you said, it gets their head back on track. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, my second thing here, my second takeaway thing. Uh, how professional. <laughs> um, my second takeaway here is Sauce Gardner is that dude. Um, this guy is ar- not not just rookie of the year. He's arguably the best cornerback in the year that, in the season, in the, the league this year. Um, and so I saw just a few here. So it's really hard to track cornerbacks because, you know, a lot of tackles isn't really a good thing. Um, you know, things like that, you know, if you have a lot of tackles, that means you're allowing a lot of catches. You don't really want that. So it's really hard to track how good, how well a cornerback is playing in the NFL. Um, but uh, on Pro Football Focus, I found um, this said about Sauce. Um, despite being targeted 40 times, that's t- tied for 12th mo- most among quarterbacks so far this year. Uh, Sauce has given up just 17 catches for just 151 yards and one touchdown. To put that into context, not only is that the fewest yards allowed by any quarterback cornerback who has seen at least 35 or more targets, but he's also one of just three cornerbacks who have allowed less than 200 yards um, on that target volume. He's also he also leads the league with 10 forced incompletions and. He is only a, or he is 25% forced incompletion rate, which means one out of every four passes are not just a bad throw incompletion. It's him forcing the incompletion on what would have been a catch. Um, uh, so crazy. He, yeah, he is just, and that's first, he's 25%. The next guy is Darius Williams. I don't even know who that is, but he's 18%, followed by Trayvon Diggs at 17.5%. And he's sitting up at 25%. The dude's a stud. Yeah, he is. Watch out. Yep, for sure. Go for it. What's your next one? Uh, the Vikings are for real. Ooh. The, the Vikings are good. They have a really good offense. They're, I mean, I don't know much about their defense, but, man, when in doubt, man, throw it up to Justin Jefferson. He is. Seriously. Again, like, I know you asked you this question earlier, but that or what? Which catch was better, that or his catch that he had, or El- Odell Beckham's catch? I mean, or it could be the David Tyree catch. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I man, that yeah, that was incredible. I think Tyree. I mean, given the circumstance, it's so hard. The, the catch itself wasn't better for Tyree, but 
the circumstances included, you got to say Tyree, in my opinion, but it is better than even Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham was just a Sunday night football game. It wasn't like the game on a line or anything like that, although it was crazy impressive. Yeah. But that Jefferson, yeah, he caught, it was a three-handed catch. Two of the hands weren't his. Yeah, and so, literally. <laughs> he jumped, jumped up. Literally, it looked like he was. He had his eyes closed. He yeah. jumped up like with his with his right hand. I believe it was his right hand. But, like, again, like you said, the other guy had both his hands fighting for it, and Jefferson came down with it. And basically, the ball was just hovering above the ground. Yeah. He scoops it into his chest, and you're just like, that was one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it was insane. Like, that team is... is killing it right now yeah and and that wasn't even like he had like it felt like five catches like that in that game like yeah if you watch the game i think it was what was the uh there was a a stat that eight i think he caught 10 passes i think he had 15 or 12 targets or something like that i I might i might be off on some of this this math but bottom line is he had eight targets that were thrown his way that the the estimated um, the expected completion percentage of the catch was less than fifty percent, fifty percent or less, meaning that when the ball left Kirk Cousins' hand, it was more than the fifty percent chance it was going to be incomplete. Yet he caught eight of those passes. So um, that basically means that he is saving Kirk Cousins. That's right, exactly. Yeah, it's oh, he's good. He is so he is so good that we have now changed the conversation to can a receiver make a quarterback as opposed to can a quarterback make a receiver? That's how good he is. True. Do you think Calvin Johnson uh, made, made Matt Stafford? History? You cut out. Did you think? Yeah. Do you think uh, uh, Calvin Johnson made? Uh, Magic Matt, Stafford, like well, who he is. We could find out here soon, considering Cooper Cup's out. The the Rams are in a That's tough spot. True. He's on IR. He's yeah. going to miss four weeks at least. So, um, yeah, that goes my fantasy team. Yeah, we're going to find out a little bit about Matthew Stafford here um, in the coming weeks. Um, but but yeah, we'll see that. J- Justin Jefferson is just he he's incredibly good. Insane. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's incredibly absolutely. good. All right, uh, my last one here. Um, it's a two-headed race for MVP. Um, Patty Mahomes, of course, um, is looking great. Um, just a quick, he, he's top five. I mean, he's, he's number one um, by 100 yard, more than 100 yards in passing yards. Um, yep. He's leading by five touchdown passes and touchdowns. Um, he is fourth in interceptions, but his... Um, interception percentage is only 1.9, which is far below everybody else. It's just that he's throwing the ball more than everybody else. So, of course, you're going to accumulate interceptions. Um, but yep. his league-leading 25 touchdowns is league-leading 2,900 yard passing yards. All of that, you look at that and say, oh, yeah, well, he's you know hasn't had a bye week yet. wrong He's had a bye week. He's leading the league <laughs> in that. And so Tom yep. Brady, Tom Brady's second with 2,800 yards, and, uh, well, he only has 12 touchdowns. Um, but Tom Brady has 2,800 yards. Well, he's already had, he's played every single game. He hasn't, he hasn't had a bye week yet. Um, and so these guys are, are, I mean, Patty Mahomes, he has proven us wrong any, well, not necessarily us, but I think that whoever has said that he wasn't going to be the same after Tyreek Hill going, um, is not the case. Um, second name in this is Tua Tangovaloa. Uh, 
this yep. guy has absolutely proven me wrong. I was not bought in on the tour train or anything like that. He is bowling out. And so his numbers, if you just look at the numbers, don't just look at the numbers because he's also missed a few games. And so just to put in the context how well he is playing, um, first of all, he the games this year that he has started and finished, he's undefeated. Um, mm-hmm. And so he hasn't lost yet outside of the game against Cincinnati when he got took out early. Um, his first seven starts this year. So he's six and one again, that one is Cincinnati. Um, when they lost, he got concussed. Um, he, so he's six and one, uh, Aaron Rodgers last year, his MVP season. Let's compare it to that. Aaron Rodgers was six, six and one in his first seven starts this year or that last year, Aaron Rodgers had 1700 yards in his first seven starts. Tua has 1980 yards. Completion percentage, Aaron Rodgers was 68.3. Tua yep. is 69.9, just under 70%. Wow. 15 to 3 t- touchdown, inter- uh, touchdown to interception ratio, both the same. Um, and passer rating, Aaron Rodgers last year after seven was 108.2. Tua's right now is 115.9. And so he is just... Wow. He's playing as well, better than our our MVP of last year. And so, but now I think he's in second place for MVP still with that. <laughs> yeah. That goes to show just how good Patrick Mahomes is this year. Um, but it yeah. is down to these two. I really hope that Burrow inserts himself into this conversation, but as of right now, I think Josh Allen takes himself out. Hertz is yep. still kind of there, but I think he, I would put him at third at this point. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. He's, he, he, he had a better chance. I mean, if they would have won, I would probably put him higher because yeah. of that undefeated record. Mm-hmm. But with that loss, I mean, he, he probably moved down, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I agree. So. Fun football. Oh, yeah. What a week. Yep. Yep. So when... By the way... Go ahead. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Nope, go. I was just going to say, when do the... Is it Sunday at 1 o'clock to Colts and Eagles? They do. In, oh. in Indy. I can't wait for that game. I can't wait. Uh, I feel like it's going to be another week of, you know what, let's move on to the next week. But for anybody that wants to know, World Cup starts. Oh, yeah. So if anybody's interested, go watch the World Cup. USA plays on Monday, though. I think I'll get interested, but right now I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to get interested. Truth. Yeah. That's all right. I'll help you get interested in when that comes but anyway you have you guys have a big big game this weekend don't you yeah we got pittsburgh again and uh just like that he's back tj watt (laughs) just like that um boom it's like he's only available for the cincinnati games uh so i mean i heard heard minka fitzpatrick's not there though no he's not going to be there uh so so this is my i was talking to chris beniquez about this he's an avid steelers fan you guys have heard him multiple times on this on this podcast um, it's always hard cause I'm a firm believer in beating a team fully healthy. Like, like I yep. want to play them fully healthy so that when we win, we actually win. We don't want that crap yep. about, you know, whatever. Um, and so what's that? It's like, we beat you half strength, right? All that kind of stuff. Yep. I don't want that nonsense. I want, I want full strength except for it's when it's TJ Watt. Like, <laughs> I don't want that guy. <laughs> play. Like, I, I don't know. I do want him playing, but like. Could you really not have just rested one extra week? Like, just one he more? Literally, he literally came 
changes that whole defense. Oh yeah. Look at look at them, and then look at them with him. Like he he is a he is a team changer, not yeah. a defense changer. He's the whole team. Yeah. He brings energy even to that offense. So I agree. It, it's scary because you know I said earlier after week one. I mean he went down, but I said this team when T.J. Watts there when Minka Fitzpatrick's there, they are one of the best defenses in the league. And yeah. I, I, I would still stand by that. Now, I could be, get, get proven wrong. I really hope I get proven wrong. Obviously, I don't want Steelers to do well. But that team is scary, man. They have Highsmith there who's just going to be a monster once TJ Watt comes to take those double teams. And so, and that's not even the, to um, you know count for Hayward in the middle and all those guys in the <laughs> secondary. So they're just – Miles Jack's playing well there. And so, yeah, they're, they're a problem defensively for sure. Yep. It'll be fun to watch, though. All right. Hey, well, thanks for jumping on with us while you're uh, while you're working there. Yes, sir. I'm just pissed off. Yes.